on folks little positive vibes for a monday morning bob marley bringing us in pete davidson here you there welcome back to the rotobomb podcast you can hear my voice is shot from screaming at the tv during the next loss yesterday um and cheering on this nfl draft that was going on um for much of the weekend I, man you know look i don't come on this show to brag all right we had a good weekend um, things went well in terms of what we said, you know, I mean, we got a lot of stuff, uh, in the area of right. Um, but having said that being right sucks in a lot of ways because a lot of the people we want moved up and a lot of the people we didn't want moved down. Um, so my board got more expensive during the draft, which, you know, on some level it's good. Um, you're looking for validation like this after you have the player, not not while it's going to drive their price up. But, um, I mean, my, my Sam Laporta dreams obviously came crashing down. I was really loving him being the T7 and 8 on so many boards, and boom, the guy's practically a first-rounder. So I don't think I'm going to be getting him on the cheap. Um, there were some things that went well. Uh, Musgrave went early, which we figured was going to happen. Uh and, you know, so that hopefully will push some stuff uh, to us, to me, whatever. Um, I was, I, the Will Levis out of the first round um, did surprise me. I thought he'd go somewhere in the first. Um, Hooker dropping all the way to 68, that surprised me as well. Um, really think he's a much better player than that. So, you know, and this happens sometimes. Sometimes the teams that really perceive the need get their guys, and then the other guys drop. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, a Stroud, a Young, maybe they go even earlier than they should have. Maybe. I'm not saying they did, but maybe they did. So you have the people with perceived need overpaying the people without perceived need. Or people who have need but didn't get their guy then fall back. Um, so it's possible Hooker and Levis are products of need and not products, you know, of necessarily being bad. Obviously, we've seen plenty of guys taken in the second and third who've ended up being really good. So uh, I I wouldn't say it's the, the epitaph on either one of these guys. Um, you know, we didn't talk a ton about Levis and Hooker on the pods. I, they, You know, I wasn't super high on either one of them. Um, but the physical package with both is certainly NFL quality. Um, and when it come, when it came to Hooker, I mean, the guy just made a lot of good throws, didn't make a lot many bad throws. Levis, on the other hand, was more impressive with some of his better throws, but had more head scratchers. So, you know, we'll just have to see how these guys develop. Obviously, the thing with Hooker is he needs to develop rather quickly. Like, you know, Hendon Hooker's not a three-year plan kind of guy. So, um, you know, if he's not starting or at least really pushing to start by next season, we might have a little bit of a problem. Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, the reason we're here... Um, and I'm going to get into sort of a, a, a top-down, pull-back take on the draft once I have more time to process it myself. Um, I have built my board because I've got drafts going on. 
Um, as I said, we're going to sort of look at this um, Ultimate Dynasty Podcast League as sort of just a, a benchmark, a test case, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but since literally that league started drafting on Saturday, right after the draft, um, and uh, the first four picks dropped Saturday, which I didn't expect. Um, sometimes the first guy stays on the clock forever. Um, didn't happen. Um, now, what's interesting, um, as you can see, I posted this on Twitter. I'm going to try to post it into the body of the podcast. Um, uh, certainly, I will link uh, to this so you guys can see it. But we're going to talk through this. Right now, 10 picks have been made. Um, uh, four on Saturday, uh, six on Sunday, none so far on Monday. But it's early. Um, and I have to say, um, I, right off the bat, I don't agree with pick number one, um, uh, which is rare. Uh, Bijan went one, which, I, you know, look, I think everybody is basically, even in Superflex, he's been built up so much that he's going to be the one. Okay, you know, personally, I'm taking Anthony Richardson, uh, who went two. Um, we're, we're not, I've, I've gone on and on and on about why I think Richardson's just a monster for fantasy. Um, and, you know, his... Uh, his his you know being taken fourth overall obviously I, I had a feeling he was actually going to slip a little bit just based on you know all the negative stuff that was going on about him but you know I think reality reigns supreme that's where this guy belonged quite honestly if I was Carolina I would have taken him but that's just me I think very defendable what the other teams did um, but uh, by the same token uh, personally for me I, I I just don't see any way I would have been able to pass on the on the upside and uh, the physical package, um, but Bijan Robinson goes one um, to NBC Sports Edge, and again I understand it personally in in a format like this I would have gone for the brass ring I would have gone for Richardson, um, but you know what I mean let's just you know real briefly um, just you know in defense of Zach who runs this team um, Zach Kruger. Um, a good follow on Twitter if, uh, if you're not already following Zach. Um, when you look at his roster, he's got Justin Herbert, and uh, he really doesn't have a QB two. He's got Gardner Minshew, so he really, you know, if I'm him, I would have locked up that Colt um, situation. Um, but you know, it's not like his running game is that strong. Um, Bijan slots in right at the top, obviously. Um, and, you know, he's got some more picks, so we'll see what he does um, with his later picks. And certainly he has the assets to go move for a quarterback. And there's no way to knock Bijan Robinson. I mean, good God, you're getting a monster. So, um, Robinson one, Anthony Richardson two. Then um, the league commissioner, Tyler, comes in um, and takes Bryce Young, three overall. Makes, makes perfect sense to me. C.J. Stroud goes four to the Fantasy Football Dynasty. Um, again, probably not the pick I would have made. I'm probably going to step in here with either Gibbs or JSN, uh, depending on what I need, probably. I love both of those players. Um, but in a super flex, there's no way to knock Stroud. If you believe in Stroud taking him there at four overall, nothing wrong with that at all. Gibbs goes five. Again, Dynasty Happy Hour checking in, picking up Bryce Young and Gibbs in the same draft. Not bad, Tyler. Um... So at this point, we're Bijan, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Stroud, and then Gibbs. Um, so Dynasty Theory in the sixth hole is sitting there. 
this pick obviously I think was pretty clean. I don't see any way you go away from um, Smith and Jigba at that spot. Um, you know, I think if there's one in super flex leagues, if there's one spot where the pick is just going to be easy, it's the six hole. You're going to take what's there. Um, you know, obviously you're not going to get Bijan there, but you're probably not going to get Richardson or Bryce, but you know, Stroud, Gibbs, Smith and Jig. But to me, that's just sort of an easy pick. Seven is where things get interesting. And of course, in the for, for Dynasty League, what do I have? The seven. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll chat on that at a later date. The draft is uh, not going to start for a week or uh, five or six days or something. Um, so Smith and Jigba at six. So, so far, I think we're, you know, a little bit out of order in what I would have done, but not there's not one pick that doesn't make sense. Um, and, and in all honesty, both spots where I would go out of order, I, I don't know. I might freeze on the clock and flip it. These are really close calls. Um, and the philosophy you have on how you're building your team can have a lot to do with what you're doing. Um, so no bad picks in the first six picks. None. Now the open bar comes up. And they're going to make three out of the next four picks because they made a, a little deal. Um, good for them. Uh, they take Jordan Addison. Um, I, probably not the guy I would have taken. Although... Nah, it's not the guy I would have taken, but certainly not a bad pick. Um, getting Addison at seven overall, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, Dynasty Trade Calculator comes back up. That's Izzy. Um, Izzy is a very savvy owner, knows what he's doing. Um, so he's going to take, I think, the, the guy that I probably would have taken at seven, uh, Quentin Johnson. Um, you know, once, once he goes to, uh, the Chargers, that's such a great setup for him. Just the perfect situation in quarterback. Um, so I love that. Um, here's where things get a little interesting. Um, and it, <coughs> excuse me, you can't really knock them and I'll get to it with the next pick. Um, at nine, uh, the open bar comes back up after taking Addison and they take, uh, Devon Achani. Um... That's early for me. I don't take him there. I'm going to probably take Zay Flowers. Um, maybe someone else, but probably not a Chani. Although, as I've been saying, on my board, this guy is probably the biggest riser based on what happened in the draft. It's not just because of draft capital. It's because there is not an alpha back on that team. You've got, you know, two guys that they basically imported um, from the 49ers. And, you know... It's, it's not that I have anything, you know, against uh, Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert. Um, obviously, they each bring sort of a different thing to the table. Uh, but look, neither one of them is really special. Mostert's getting long in the tooth. He's had a lot of usage lately, um, and he's had some injuries. So I just, you know, neither one of them is going to be as electric as the kid. Um, and I don't know, you know, how long they can really hold him off with this team looking to do things. So it's probably going to be a three-man backfield, but as the season wears on, unless, you know, unless Achani doesn't perform, I do think he's the back to own there at some point this year. But having said that, it could be like the back to own in a three-man backfield where nobody is really awesome um, for fantasy. But long-term, unless this kid gets worn down, the interesting about this situation is one of the reasons I'm into Achani is his relationship to the 
the offense as it exists now. Now, if he ends up hitting next year instead of this year, well, Tyreek Hill is going to be one year older. I, 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 for this thing to work perfectly, we need hill cranking, we need waddle cranking, and this guy is picking up all that open space and lighting it up. So there is sort of a window of time here where this is going to work. If Achani becomes, a, you know, not a stud, but if he sort of hits his stride next season or the season after, Tyreek Hill's not going to be Tyreek Hill anymore, probably. So there is that element of it. Um, on some level, we need Achane to hit sort of quick to really capitalize on this amazing situation that he finds himself in because Miami has got... Look, you, you do not find skill talent like Hill and Waddle on the field together at the same time. It just doesn't really happen very often. Um, and it's a wonderful situation for a quarterback and uh, for a speedback. So, um, tons of upside, but those other two backs in the short term... We've seen it so many times, they're going to probably get more usage than we want to see. Um, so for me, at nine, although Achani definitely has moved up my board, probably not that much. Okay, um, next up, open bar, they take Zay Flowers with the 10 pick. So obviously, we can easily say to them, these two guys are interchangeable, they have back-to-back -back picks. So, um, you know, we could say Flowers, nine, Achani, 10. If they only had one pick, who would they have taken? That's sort of the magic question. I guess I could go ask them, they're friends of mine, but <laughs> I don't know if I'll get an honest answer. Um, but that's the top 10 picks so far. Again, uh, NBC Sports Edge takes Bijan Robinson. Dynasty Theory takes Anthony Richardson. Dynasty Happy Hour takes Bryce Young. Fantasy Football Dynasty takes CJ Stroud. Dynasty Happy Hour comes back again, gets their second player in Jameer Gibbs, but loses their third first round pick in order to do it. Open Bar ends up with that. Dynasty Theory comes in with their second pick, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Wow, how about that? Anthony Richardson and JSN in the same draft. Nice work, guys. Um, uh, then the open bar with Jordan Addison. That's the seven hole. Dynasty trade calculator with Quentin Johnson. Like the value there. And then open bar back to back at nine and ten with Achani and Zay Flowers. So now uh, Dynasty Warzone. Um, the champ is uh, in the eleven hole. And um, not sure what he's going to do. This should be interesting. My guess is he's going to be on the clock most of the day trying to sell that pick. Um, I am not coming up anytime soon. Have not really had any trade offers that really, you know, that make me want to jump into this thing. It's not that I don't like these players. There's plenty of players out there that I like, but I am not giving up Mike Evans, uh, you know, to get into this second round. It's not going to happen. That's basically what I would need to do. Um, anyway, so that's just a real brief, quick, you know, 15 minute pod. Uh, I will be back tomorrow to chat about what happens between now and then in this draft. I'm going to basically drop a podcast every day until this draft is complete, uh, at which time, you know, we'll list all of the picks. And, you know, it'll be some type of early nod to Superflex ADP for you folks who have early drafts and you're not going to have a lot of data to go on. That's sort of why I'm doing this. Anyway, so um, I could sit here and blather on and on, but I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> and I'm going to be back tomorrow morning. So, hey, thanks for listening to the Rotobon podcast. Um, hope you guys had a great draft and uh, hope you're getting ready for your upcomings. If you have any questions for me about stuff that's uh, urgent, uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'll do my best. Anyway, onward, upward, giddy up.